This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you who I've met in person have seen my unbelievable dashboards that I built. You know, I'm an analytics-like crazy person. I love the data. And I love presenting the data in beautiful dashboards that my team can use on their mobile devices, their phones, and TVs throughout the office. Now, the way I do this without having to hire a big development team is at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. It's using a company called Clipfolio, and I'll tell you more later on in the show how I use them. It's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. Many people ask me how I used email to sell my first company, Heyo, and it's simple. You want to do things like open tracking so that you know when a potential buyer actually opens your email or potential new customer. You also want to set reminders so you can quickly know when to follow up with somebody if they haven't replied to you or use things like auto follow up sequences. You can do all of this with a company called thetopinbox.com. In fact, I liked it so much, I bought the whole business. Go try it for free at thetopinbox.com right now. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latke here. My guest today is McCabe Callahan, and he has been an entrepreneur his entire life. He began with a coffee shop named Mugs Coffee Lounge, which has grown and operated successfully in Fort Collins, Colorado since 2002. He began a company called Community Funded in 2011 out of his passion to provide a technology that connects, supports, and empowers people. McCabe, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Thanks for inviting me today. I appreciate it, Nathan. I'm glad you're on. You know, I love Fort Collins. My mom lives there up there at Sylvandale Guest Ranch. So you're you're close to my heart. Oh, wow. Nice, nice. Beautiful area for yeah. sure. Were We're you, in love with it. Were you affected by the floods three or four years ago? You know, I wasn't personally, but definitely lots of uh, community, family, uh, people were able to use our technology, which is really cool for community funded to help out in some instances. So, uh, so yeah, I wasn't personally affected, but I knew lots of people that were. Yeah. Let's talk quickly about Mugs Coffee Lounge before we talk about community funded. So you launched the lounge in 2002. Was that your first kind of entrepreneurial venture? I mean, besides being involved in different things within college or high school, you know, it was my first, first real business. And I was still going to college at uh, Colorado State University. Uh, I was a sociology major, really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I had just gotten back from Europe and had experienced some very interesting internet cafe options. And surprisingly <laughs> enough, Mugs was the first uh, wireless internet cafe in Fort Collins. Oh wow! That is to say. So what's critical so, to making uh, so a, yeah. what's critical to making a coffee lounge work? Is it you know average order size? Is it free Wi-Fi? What's the key? Oh man, I'm a firm believer that in any business, it's all about the relationships. And you know, really, what I was able to do was bring together a really amazing group of people that stood behind the counter and were proud to be working for, uh, for me and the things that I valued, the things I tried to bring into my company's values, uh, and really just building those community relationships made my customers want to come back. Do you remember uh, in, in you know, 2002, I, what your, what your first year revenue was at the coffee lounge? I think we were averaging about $30,000 a month. Uh, and, but yeah, it wasn't even the first year within five months, I was still taking 18 credits of college. Uh, <laughs> and I, gra I graduated in December and by January I was already on opening my next shop. Uh, you know, no startup capital. I signed up for lots of free t-shirts on campus, uh, and just a lot of sweat equity. 
And, uh, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, but I uh, just decided to go for it. So, And how old are you now? Uh, I'm 36 now, but I have, uh, but by the time I was 24, I had uh, five coffee shops and a bar rolling in this that's area. A, that's so, amazing. Um, what does, up? fast forward real quick on the coffee shop before we go to community funded, what the, would the coffee shop do total or, or all your coffee shops and, and restaurants do all together in 2016 total top line? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I was uh, I was doing about 1.8 million at one point um, back in 2006, seven when I had all of it going. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I went to, I went through this period where I jumped into that right after college, and I realized that with no experience, I'd set up this kind of little mini coffee empire in Northern Colorado, and. I got to a point where I really wasn't enjoying myself. It wasn't properly funded. It wasn't the the thing I enjoyed doing, which is I found myself sitting in an office, just kind of operating my shop from an office. Was it losing and money? So I, you know, it was break even or not making money. It definitely wasn't covering my debt service. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And so How much debt had you raised? Right I didn't raise any. It was all, like I said, credit cards and sweat equity, man. So oh, got it, it was, uh, so it was one of those things where I said, you know, is this really what I want to do the rest of my life? And but basically what I did is I decided to sell everything I could except for my one downtown shop. And, you know, the cool thing about this story is that is a part of the story, though, because in downsizing to my one downtown shop, uh, two years later, after just focusing on the one shop, I decided to re-expand again. And that's where community funded inspiration really came. So Interesting. What did you, so, so, first off, let me understand the size of the risk you took. How much debt did you put on your credit cards? Oh man, at 24, 25 years old, I was probably sitting on $650 to $700,000 in debt Holy and uh, not making very much money at all. I mean, it was, how it was you, a lot of how do you get a line of, How do you get yeah. a line of credit that big? Oh no, it wasn't all, it wasn't all credit card debt. Okay. I mean, there was some promissory notes. There was some, you know, some other things that it, it was, it was not traditional financing. Let's put it that way. Got it. Um, and you know, it, it was just one of those things where, like I said, I just went for it. I had no idea what I was doing. I was a sociology major. You know, I didn't even know what sales tax was back then. So did you have like, and, I mean, just, you know, were these like was, hard money loans? I mean, were you in like the 15, 16% interest range? Oh yeah. No, I mean, maybe not that high, 12, 13 there, there, okay. but yeah, it was, it was definitely hard money. Yeah. Ridiculous is what it was. It, it was all about learning. You know, I figure, you know, I had to learn one way or another and I decided to learn that way, I guess. Okay. So, so, so you sell all <laughs> of them except one back in, back in 20, I guess you said yeah. 10, right? Well, who'd you sell them to? Oh no, it was, it was 2007, eight. I downsized everything. I was okay. just focusing on my downtown shop. I re-expanded to my new location for mugs in 2010. Well, Hey, good so, thing. So good, thing, two good, locations. thing you good thing you didn't have all those locations during the recession. At least you got rid of them right at the right time. You know, coffee is a good business to be in during a recession. I'll tell is you that it really? <laughs> All right, coffee and alcohol, man. Those are the two recession-proof businesses. That's funny. Who'd you sell them to? Well, I, did, you know, I sold them to private operators, uh, you know, different people that uh, that wanted to just own a coffee shop. And I was able to get back some, recoup some of the money and, you know, reduce my debt quite a bit. Uh, but but the point is, you know, today it's a automated machine generating me income every day and I don't have to go to work at all for it. My management team that runs it, I'm doing about 1.3 million in sales between two shops now. That's great. And uh, that was 2016. Really just, that was last year's revenue. Yeah. OK. All right. So, so bring in community funded. What, what's it do and, and how's it tie into the story? Yeah, absolutely. So it was a beautiful tie-in. I uh, I had focused on my one downtown shop, just being back by my counter, really just excited to be back connected with my community instead of in an office. Uh, I went, had this opportunity. I've sat on a lot of different boards in the downtown Fort Collins community and had this opportunity to come across my desk for a, a location right across from campus in new development. 
And my downtown shop had gotten so busy with me focusing on that one shop that I started having regular customers that were kind of frustrated with the lines every day and such. A good problem to have, but uh, identified that. So even though this other location is only about five blocks away, four blocks away, I said, you know, I want to split my market between my downtown Fort Collins and my community, my Colorado State University location. So I went for about 11 months fighting with the banks and the SBA, and this is 2010, to secure a loan to open this new location. I already had a lease ready to go, tenant finish money included, ready, you know, ready to take all the lessons I learned and re-expand. And I could not find a loan to save my life, you know, as far as, you know, trying to open this new shop. Restaurants what, aren't necessarily what were you looking easiest for? to lend. What size of loan? I was only, I was only looking for $150,000, $200,000, you know, but because of my debt in the history and the lack of making money in the previous years, I really had no assets to lend against, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was, it was a hard time to borrow money in 2009-10, especially for, like I said, a restaurant, which is uh, a tough a tough business to want to lend money to from bank. Are you married? Uh, but, I am married. Yes. Did, did, all this a, did all this affect like stress the relationship at all? You know, no, it's uh, my wife actually, uh, when she was in college, worked at mugs, left to move to San Francisco and came back. And so she, she's known my roller coaster of a life in the first 10 years of becoming an entrepreneur. Um, so she, so we were, she was very supportive. She actually was helping managing at the time. McCabe, um, so you got, you got, but, you uh, got hitched with one of your employees, huh? Uh, well, she, we weren't dating when we were in place. She left for three years in between working there and when we started dating, but yes. <laughs> Got it. That's, That's like right. the one thing they say never do, right? <laughs> yeah, not, not an active employee. That's yeah. true. That's very good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so so yeah. what is, how do, tell me, did you get your loan through community funded? No, no, man. So this is what happened is that uh, I had given up. I was not going to expand. I was just going to focus on my singular shop. And I was telling my story to one of my customers that came in on a regular basis. Uh, and he basically said, well, I want to see another mugs in town. I'll chip in some money. Another customer heard about that. Another customer all of a sudden had two handfuls of customers all chipping in money to help me open this new coffee shop. Uh, and that's how that new shop came to fruition. Uh, it was about five months after that shop that I heard on NPR a story about Kickstarter. And when they were just starting to expand out of New York, um, you know, back when there's only a handful of crowdfunding websites on the internet. And I just connected the dots. I say, what happened to me in the real world with my community is what Kickstarter is doing for creative artists. Why not create a platform for communities to come around good ideas? Mm-hmm. Um, and so pulled together some friends and started the uh, nights and weekend kind of scenario of uh, building a platform and whiteboarding all the ideas. Uh, and that's how community funded came to be. And is it self-funded or have you raised capital for it? No, we actually just closed around. It was self-funded for the first uh, eight months to a year. And then we raised a small round, uh, basically build out the, the platform with a slight pivot we made and uh, get our first customers. And then uh, and then just again, a year ago, we opened a round and closed last August. How much did you raise? So the first round was for uh, $475,000 to build the product and get our first customers. I uh, effectively did that. And when we had uh, customers signing up in the university space, higher education, uh, we decided to raise another round and really scale. Uh, we knew our product applies to 10 different markets. Uh, so basically opened a $1.6 million round and ended up closing at 1.81 in August. Oh, great. So total funding is what, call it 2.2? Yep, uh, 2.3 would be closer, yeah. Were they, both, were they both convertible notes or both equity rounds or one of each? Uh, both, uh, both equity rounds, both equity. Okay. So you, they were both priced kind of equity rounds. Yeah. That's great. How did you value the company? I mean, what are the investors looking at total funding gone through your platform or what? 
You know, the, the, uh, there's some appreciation for a hard market. Higher education is a long sales cycle and to have the traction we had so quickly with the product we had, uh, that was a high value, especially since a lot of them were three to five year contracts, a lot of renewing annual subscription. Um, that was one piece of it, but really, you know, really it was uh, sold on the vision. We had a nice mix of uh, individual investors as well as traditional you know, venture capital and angel money. And, uh, and, and really people believed in the vision we were selling, which is really a global platform uh, to connect people, ideas and capital. And we're, you know, even though we're focusing on one market as of last year and expanding into healthcare and some other markets now, uh, they really see the clear vision on what we're trying to create here. And what's your business model? Is it a transaction fee or you mentioned, it sounds like you mentioned some SaaS model. Yeah, so right now, specifically in this market of higher education and healthcare, we have an implementation fee, typically ranges between five and $10,000. And then we'll typically have an annual subscription that ranges between 12 and 25,000, depending on the agreement. We have some agreements that are you know, $50,000, $60,000 deals for large institutions that have multiple campuses, stuff like that. Uh, but it is a renewing annual subscription in that sense. Uh, and then for some of the smaller markets that we go into, like smaller nonprofits and such, I'm sure you're going to start to see a little bit of the percentage model and the uh, monthly fees and stuff like that. And, and so, and then, yeah. And how many how many customers are you working with? So we're serving uh, 30 uh, higher education institutions, including some really reputable names like Texas State University and University of Illinois, uh, Penn State is another one, Colorado State University, um, and you know just people that have really entrusted us to use our technology and thought leadership for the future of their online fundraising and community building. I mean, are these like endowments doing things to like build a new building on campus? Or is it like give the quarterback a new car because he won the Super Bowl? Like what is the what's the kind of things they're raising for? Sure. I mean, not to be cliche, but we like to say anything's possible when it's community funded. And, <laughs> uh, and really what it comes down to is all these universities are using it in different ways. And what we're excited about is we now start to get some more historical data uh, is to really understand what works most effectively for universities. And so we can share those insights to you know, really help people shape their strategies. But the reality is right now we've had everything from scholarships and research to club sports and, and different activities there, uh, although even to like a student alum, excuse me, a student that became an alumni and decided to ride a 50cc scooter from Boulder to Alaska to raise money for a scholarship. Oh, cool. you know, so just, just really fun, creative ideas as well as very practical things. Uh, and, and really what we emphasize and we're focused on is helping these large dynamic fundraising organizations basically centralize their story, you know, bring together the storytelling and the fundraising into one platform that's user friendly, that really gives an experience to the user of this is what this organization does. And, and so if you look at 2017 kind of goals, two questions, one, what do you think your total revenue will be? And two, what do you think the total amounts raised through your platform will be in 2017? Those are great questions. Uh, so the first question, I'd say we, you know, right now we're projecting $1.2 million in revenue this year. Uh, and fortunately, we already passed our Q1 goal this year. So that's, that's exciting right. news for us. Uh, well, basically, the, it's a, the goal for the year was about $100,000 $100, for, for this quarter uh, because there's the buying cycle of universities. The majority of our sales come in Q2 and Q3 because of the fiscal year. Um, so, But anyways, yeah, so we had our Q1, Q1 goal of $100,000 already passed in the first three weeks. Um, and then as far as the total raised for the platform this year, 
You know, it's really hard to tell, to be honest with you. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see uh, over $3 million raised from the universities that are using it. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be attained or not. It really depends on how well they listen to our advice. That's been <laughs> the biggest challenge, I think, because a lot of them are steeped in such policy and procedure and large organizations with leadership challenges that they can't really take our advice on how to do this new paradigm of online fundraising. What was you know? total transaction volume in 2016? Uh, so 2016 for you know, just over about 460 projects, we ended up raising about two and a half million dollars. Okay, and what what was total revenue in 2015 or 16? Oh, 550,000. Okay, got it. So so 550,000. So trying to basically double both numbers essentially. Yep, yep, you got something it. like that. Like I told you guys at the top of this episode, I have amazing data, and you guys know from my interview style, I love data. But what I love more than data is making it actionable via beautiful dashboards that I can view on my phone, on my TVs, in my living room, or even on my laptop as I'm traveling. And the company that I use to create these dashboards, which pulls in data from my Libsyn backend, my Google Analytics backend, Salesforce, and other data sources is called Clipfolio. You can see an example executive dashboard or my social media command center or my web metrics dashboard at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. And you can try it there for free for three months. It's Clipfolio. You can try it free for three months. Everybody else has to pay. So you get it free for three months. Alan's a good friend. He's the CEO of the company. He came on the show. I said, I love your product. Can I feature it? So nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. Go check it out now. Very cool. Well, hey, let's wrap up here, McCabe, with the famous five. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I got to say the one that got me started in business in general, the E-Myth, but also followed up shortly with Good to Great. All right. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, you know, who doesn't love Elon Musk, I guess. <laughs> number uh, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Slack, no doubt. Number number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Not at all. Why would someone want to do that? <laughs> and, and you said you're 36, right? Yes. And you're married. Any kids? Yeah, I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a newborn. Holy mackerel. Okay, so three, you're a busy man. So three kids, married, 36 years old, running a business. Last question here, McCabe. Take us back 16 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, man. Uh, pay attention to the numbers. <laughs> Guys, there you have it from McCabe. Pay attention to the numbers. He started right out of school launching his little uh, cafe shops, coffee shops, basically. Scaled that very quickly, but couldn't eventually cover debt service and had to sell off a bunch of those. Now just has two locations doing over a million dollars per year. They run themselves. He has a great team. But in the process of running and expanding those coffee, uh, those coffee shops, specifically Mugs Coffee Lounges in Fort Collins, Colorado, he had troubles getting a $120,000 loan which inspired him to create Community Funded, which did, it's a community, basically crowdfunding platform. In 2016, they did 550K in revenue for themselves, trying to break 1.2 million this year. In terms of success for the people using them, last year they did about a 460 projects that raised a total of 2.5 million bucks, looking to break the $3 million number this year. McCabe, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. If you enjoyed McCabe today, go back and listen to Sheen yesterday. He's raised $75 million and is about to release a $15,000 laundry folding machine. They did over $35 million in 2016 revenue on a $120,000 carbon fiber golf club and a nasal spray. 
It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners, but boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.